Hey guys, I'm Lauren. And I'm Teresa. And this is Teen Mom Time. Welcome back to our podcast. We're here to give you more details on OK and Radar stories that you can't get enough of. We'll be bringing you top stories, clearing up rumors, giving you special teases, and having guests to give us more gossip. On this week's episode, we will be discussing Brianna and Kale's violent brawl at the reunion, Leah's new boyfriend, plus all of Ryan's legal problems. We have very, very, very big news. So Teresa will be joining me every Tuesday on OK Magazine's Facebook page. We have a show called T-Mom Tuesday. We recap, we gossip, we have lots of fun. We answer questions, comments, everything. Teresa is joining me now. So next Tuesday, make sure you guys check OK Magazine's page around 2 p.m. when you guys are eating lunch, having that afternoon coffee. Make sure you tune in. So, Teresa, we have a lot to discuss. So much happened. So let's get into truth or tale. Janelle Evans, she's not signing a contract for Team Mom 2. Fans are really curious. Is she coming back? No matter what Janelle says on Twitter, she is coming back to Team Mom 2. She is in a contract, and she cannot get out of this contract. The only way she can get out of it is if MTV fires her themselves and then is coming to us from a source. Yeah. There is no way she's leaving, and she's been trying so hard to get her husband, David Eason, back on the show, and MTV won't budge. I mean, he made those homophobic comments. Um, that's just one of the many scandals. There are abuse claims against Kaiser. There is just so much. And as we see on his Instagram, he's not stopping. Yeah. He continues to make anti-hate comments. So no matter what Janelle tweets... She is going to be on Teen Mom, too. Yeah, I agree. I don't think she's leaving. No. And she had said on the last episode that Netflix has contacted her and Amazon has contacted her. I know that you actually looked into this. So what did you find? I looked into it because I felt like no way Netflix would want Janelle and give her a show. That's just my opinion and Amazon as well. So I reached out to a source at Netflix. They said no. That's it. I said, what, she offered a contract? Does she have anything in the works? No. Wait, so you emailed them. Yes, I wanted to know. And they said, and oh, no. They no. didn't give an explanation. They didn't say, oh, yeah, we actually did, but it didn't work out, or we had her in mind, or even, no, we've never spoken to her. They no. said, and oh, no. No, that's it. Because they don't want to be associated with David. If MTV, you know, on the finale when yes. Janelle said, I'm not filming unless David comes back, MTV put their foot down, which I thought was great. He did not deserve to be on the show. He's not someone that people, audiences should be watching. He's just, no, I don't want to see him on the show. He's a horrible person. And I really do hope that MTV does not budge. Even look at Blue Apron. Do you remember when Janelle did that video for Blue Apron? She was cooking the food that they had sent her. And everyone tweeted at them and were basically like, um, you guys have a person who's been arrested multiple times yeah. who used to be a heroin addict and she is doing all of these ads for you guys and they fired her. Yeah, people, immediately. People don't want to be associated with her. Netflix and Amazon are both extremely reputable companies and it's understandable why, you know, they're so quick to say, nope, not nope. doing anything with Janelle. No, 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 no. And I was like, thank God, because they don't deserve to be on Netflix. 
I don't see. However, at the end, I just don't see Janelle leaving Team Mom too. I want Janelle to explain exactly what they're doing on Netflix. Like, are they doing a scripted series? Well, what she dreams of doing on Netflix. Yeah, like, 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 what are what are they supposedly reaching out to you for? Yes, because no way they would have. They don't really have their own reality television shows on Netflix. So I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. So why would they want to work with Janelle? Janelle should just stick to her YouTube channel, and that's it. And being on Teen Mom, because you're in a contract, you have a job to do. Yeah, and Teen Mom 2, which is so disappointing. Yes, I understand that David is her husband. You know, you're supposed to stand by him. However, Teen Mom 2 was here before him. He has ruined everything for her. It's frustrating that she doesn't see both sides of the story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she definitely doesn't. I hate to bring up The Bachelorette since this is a Teen Mom time podcast. but we do watch other shows. We do. Um, (laughs) And, you know, obviously, Becca Cuffrin's new fiancé, Garrett, had made some pretty anti-hate comments, and he liked a few things that were awful. Um, And, you know, she didn't deny it. She wasn't like, no, he never did that. Oh, he was just joking. She said, yes, he did this, and, you know, he's trying to move forward and trying to be a different person, and he's trying to grow. Janelle is saying he did nothing wrong and he shouldn't be fired. And it's very frustrating because she should see both sides of the story. Yeah, exactly. She's just not accepting what he did and the things that he said. He hurt a lot of people. And I think also MTV. This is MTV reps them. You know, Janelle is one of the faces of their brand. And The fact that David went ahead and made these hurtful comments, it's just, it's not right. So Janelle needs to accept that in order to move forward with Team Mom. Maybe she's, you know, I will focus on myself, my relationship with Babs and Nathan and Jace and Kaiser and the kids, because that is what the show was meant to be about. And honestly, all Janelle and David had to do was apologize. I think that if they apologized and they said, I'm sorry, we'll do better. We won't do this in the future. I genuinely think MTV wouldn't fire David. Didn't Janelle say that David didn't understand Twitter and that's why he made those comments? It was some really, really yeah, lame apology. But it wasn't really an apology. Yeah. And she's still sticking by him and he's continuing it. Just Yes, stop. he keeps going. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, everything. He just needs to stop. David Eason needs to get off social media. Yes. I'm sorry, but he needs to just get off, focus yeah. on working on the land. Agreed. And his little marine business. Oh, yeah. And that's it. Exactly. Okay, Lauren, let's go into Teen Mom Top 3, the three biggest stories of the week. We have to talk about last night's episode. Yes. One part from last night's episode was the huge showdown between Kale and Brianna. We've been waiting for this moment all season, and we yeah. finally got to see the fight. Finally. I honestly think that it's better than the Teen Mom OG Amber and Farrah fight. A hundred percent, I agree. Yeah. So much better. And I think that's because Brittany just grabbed Kale by the back of the head and just dragged her to the ground. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah, the, the way Brianna came out on stage, they were filming the unseen moments, and you could kind of see Dr. Drew saying, this is the fun show. We're going to have fun. We're going to all just, you know, hang out. Yeah. No. Brianna came out on stage just ready to have an epic, nasty, violent brawl. Because as you pointed out, I didn't even notice. There was fakery. Ooh, go. I will tell you about the fakery. 
Brianna did a live last night. Did you watch it? No. Okay. I was probably sleeping. Okay. I was sleeping too. I watched it on a Facebook group. <laughs> the Facebook group is like the best thing. The best. <laughs> so she basically said how it was a spur of the moment thing. She was expecting to come out and sit down and she just snapped and she flipped out on Kale. I think that's BS. Yes, that was my point. She had no shoes on during that fight. There is no way not one person, security, Dr. Drew, producers, not one person looked at Brianna and said, where are her shoes? Is that appropriate to go out on stage with no shoes? Someone would have stopped her and said, you don't have your shoes on. She went out there ready for a fight. I think security was ready to stop it, I do, but I think they knew it was coming. Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel as if producers, some producers, and the security wanted it to happen. Well, Kayla Lowry said that her producer, JC, who she has fired, actually kind of set it up. Yeah. Do you want to explain that? Yeah, so she was on Twitter last night. She said this whole episode was a reason why I fired JC. She mentioned how... It made it seem like the whole entire episode made it seem like she was the one who actually genuinely wanted to talk to Brianna. However, that's not the case. The producers were trying and trying and trying. They were like, you should text her. You should talk to her. Hash this out. We all knew that wasn't going to happen. When Becky, Kale's BFF, was talking to Lee and said, oh, God, Kale's going down to talk to Brianna. Lee was like, do you think they're going to make up and everything will be fine? And Becky laughed at her. Everyone knows that's never going to happen. Becky told Kale, tie your hair back. Yeah. You just got your hair done. Tie your hair back. Social media was split last night. Yeah. Whose team are you on? I am so team Kale. Okay, I'm team Brianna, which is the right team. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you team Kale? I just think Kale had a great point of why she was disappointed. I don't think violence is the answer. I think Brianna definitely crossed the line to make such an Instagram comment. Kale said, I'm not mad about a hobby. I'm not mad about the class reunion. What I'm mad about is you discussed my kids. You made a horrible accusation saying that Chris beat her in front of the kids. I just don't think that was Brianna's place to say something about that. And she just had no right. And to write it on social media, everyone knows everything. You don't know Chris. You don't know Kale's family. And I think... That was just a little too much. So Kale definitely had the right to be mad. I think she maybe didn't need to get ready for a violent brawl. But Kale, she doesn't mess around with her kids. She's very, very protective of them. And Chris as well, because he's not on the show. And people have all these horrible you know, accusations and claims about him as a dad, as a person. So I think Kale's really protective of him because she's also madly in love with him. So that's why I'm team Kale. Those are very valid points. Thank you. Um, So I'm team Brianna. Please explain yourself. I will. (laughs) I think this fight from the get-go made no sense. Brianna and Kale were never friends. They were co-workers. As Brianna said on the episode, they see each other once to twice a year. Kale had moved on with another guy, had a baby with another guy. I don't think it was the worst thing in the world for Brianna to start dating Javi. Would I be mad if I was Kale? Yeah, but I'd be more mad at Javi. I wouldn't be mad at Brianna because Brianna is nothing to me except a coworker. I think that she should have been mad from Javi in the beginning, not Brianna. As for this episode, I just feel like, I really think that if Kale had said to Brianna, you need to apologize to me for what you said, 
I think Brianna would have apologized if Kale had apologized as well. They've both said awful things. I think what Brianna said about the children is inexcusable, but Kale went there ready for a fight. She knew she was never going to get her hands on Brianna because security was in the room. She knew that no matter what, she was never going to be able to do that because I don't think Brianna would have ever agreed to meeting with her outside of the studio. So I think that Kale should have been the bigger person, Brianna as well. They both should have hashed it out, apologized for everything they both did, and the fight should have been over. Kale went there expecting a fight, and I just think that's wrong. When they were in the room and the cameras weren't in there and there were microphones still on, so we heard... And you're, that's the thing. Kale was like, I did it without the cameras. Your mics were still on. Yeah, but we didn't see anyone swinging. I understand That's that. going to be there forever. We just heard Brianna screaming, stay away, back and up. And Kale don't. saying, let me hit her once. Yeah, but I guess since it wasn't on camera, she doesn't look... People need the visual. That's, I get it. That's but. what people want. And Kale didn't want that visual of possibly, you know, her kids seeing her one day swinging at Brianna. But Kale even said, I've worked too hard to get a mugshot in charges. Yeah. Okay, whether you have cameras there or not, you're still going to get a mugshot in charges if you yeah. hit her and Brianna files her battery. Yeah. I just, when Brianna said the comment, I don't care what I say. I say what I want. And if you don't like it, then that's that apologize but i think that's because kale came off so aggressive be the bigger person kale should be the bigger person not hit her no brianna should be the bigger person and apologize two wrongs don't make a right so kale was saying you know what you said was just wrong and horrible and brianna should have just accepted it she did i don't know if this was on last night's or the sneak peeks i watched so many clips today brianna did say to dr drew on stage with britney sitting next to her I crossed the line and I should not have said that. She only said that because she was scared at that point of her career being on the line because she was after the whole fight, she was probably sitting there. Will I get fired? Will I ruin this, you know, big mega MTV check that I'm getting my kids, my family? Then she was like, oh, Dr. Drew, I might have crossed the line. Just you should have apologized from the beginning. She actually said that on her live she said, you know, thank goodness I was not fired. Yeah. I'm still on the show. Because she needs some money. She said that the fights forced her to lose some opportunities. She wasn't able to film a few specials. She left her reunion early. She said she missed out on money. So I guess if you end up not filming certain things, you don't get paid regardless of what a contract may say. Yeah. Um. So she knows that she's in the wrong. And, you know, at the end of the day, I hope that both of them, they learn their lesson because they could have put... Chelsea Houska in danger. Yes. She was pregnant. Babs. Uh, It could have been way worse. Yeah. So hopefully they can just be civil and just be professional. Yeah, professional. It's a job at the end of the day. So hopefully they could definitely just put it past them. I don't see it happening, but I'm excited to see the next two weeks. We'll be able to get the reunion. So we'll see what happens. Getting into the second biggest story of the week, my girl Leah Messer has a new boyfriend and he's really, really, really cute. And I'm so happy for her. The pictures that she uploaded are adorable. Looks like they went on a little weekend getaway. She's just so happy now and it makes me so happy. He seems like a great guy. He does. He's not a young boy. He's a man. He's a man. He's 39 years old. He has a son. I think this is exactly what Leah needs. Agreed. I feel like her relationship with Corey was just awful. 
awful. It was forced. It you was know? epic, though. It was just such a good reality TV. Yeah, but it wasn't a good real life marriage. Yes, I feel like with Jeremy, there was a bunch of cheating rumors on both sides. I think like she just needs someone mature, and I think he's he seems very mature. I'm a little concerned about his Meth Man videos. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. I know it's a parody, but it's a weird parody to have. It is, especially because the videos were not that old. No, they were from 2014 to 2015. For our listeners who don't know, he posted over 10 videos with like the alien filter. Yeah. And he basically just pretended to be a meth addict. And he said things like, I need my meth. And... It was a little bizarre. He actually got kicked off social media for the videos. Um, After RadarOnline.com posted the story, he deleted (laughs) them all. Yeah. So, you know, but looking past that, it seems like he's a great guy and they have a great relationship going on. And I hope he's on the show. I do, too. I don't see him being on the show. I feel like Leah is this new person and she doesn't want to focus on relationships on the show. She definitely struggled with Corey and Jeremy on camera so much that we weren't given Leah as a mom on the show. We focused so much on her being a disaster and her divorces and custody wars. Leah's segments are about her being a mom. And that's what the show is about. So I don't see this relationship being on camera, and I really hope it's not. I think in the beginning it won't be. I think producers are going to ask her questions. She's going to be shy about it, give a little bit of detail, not really delve into it. But I think that when they start getting serious, if they get engaged, if they get married, I can't really see how he wouldn't be on the show. Yeah. I feel like with Chelsea Hauska's husband, Cole, he was on the show in the beginning, but it was very little. He never talked about Adam Lind. Yeah. It was all positive things. And then eventually he became more of a storyline and found his voice on the show. And that's what I think is going to happen with Leah. I think it's going to be a progressive thing that happens over time. So I don't think he's going to be on next season. But I do think he's if they stay together, I think he'll be on in the future. Yeah. Maybe one day, like a couple years, as soon as he knows his role yes. in Leah's life and especially the girl's. So I think when they find a balance, he might be on it. But right now, Leah should just live her life, go on that swing and go into the lake and live it up and just continue to take really cute pics. But overall, I'm really, really happy for her and I'm excited to see more. Me too. Let's go into our favorite troubled ex-teen mom star. Yes. Ryan Edwards. It's kind of sad to say ex-teen mom star. It is. It's sad that we're only going to be able to keep up with him on rare social media posts and legal troubles. I was going to say, with court documents, <laughs> that is the only way we will be keeping up with him. Macy will probably talk about him, but it's mostly Rarely. just the courtroom. Rarely. Okay. So, as we reported in the past, he was arrested on July 23rd, 2018 for breaking probation on a past simple possession of heroin charge. Radar found out that he was pulled over for speeding literally minutes before he was booked in Hamilton County Court. The courthouse and the sheriff's office could not confirm to Radar if him being pulled over was what led to the arrest. As we know, he did have a warrant out for his arrest since May for missing a court date. So it's likely, yeah. but unfortunately we were not able to confirm. Anyway, he was pulled over for driving 80 miles per hour in a 55 mile per hour zone. It doesn't sound like a big deal. 
but he it's has kind of fast. No, it is fast, but it's a, it's a speeding ticket compared to his oh, other okay. charges. It's a speeding ticket. I thought you were talking about the speed. I was like, Teresa, oh, no, the, speed, the speed is insane. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say I'm never getting in the car with you. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't want to. No, but <laughs> you shouldn't. Um, so yeah, if he misses his court hearing, which is August 23rd, he could face up to 11 months and 29 days in jail. Um, so, you know, just more legal troubles for Ryan Edwards. Ryan Edwards needs to stamp this court date on his forehead. He cannot forget it. You know, we don't know the reason why he forgot his May court date. He had a lot going on. That's when Macy and Taylor did those straining orders. Hopefully, he had a really great reason why he missed it. This one, he cannot miss it. Otherwise, he's going to jail. I know. The last thing we want is for Ryan to have another awful mugshot. Awful. So he just has to go. I mean, it's not a big deal. I'm sure he'll go. He has to pay whatever fine he has to pay. And that'll be it. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, he won't miss it. This, you know, it's a new leap. It's not as bad as past arrests. So just go to court, pay your dues, and move on. He's pretty much off the hook from his last arrest. As we have reported, one charge got dismissed. While another, he was given six months probation. And really all he has to do is behave while he's on probation, go to this court hearing, and then his legal troubles will be over. He just has to stay sober and be a good dad to his new son. As we know, he's expecting a baby boy with wife Mackenzie. So here's hoping that Ryan could look past all of this, move forward. Get a new job. Get a job. I know. I don't even know what Ryan Edwards would do. What did he used to do? Because he used to have a job. Really? I'm, I mean, I would assume <laughs> he's 30 years old. He's never had a job. If anything, I could see Ryan working in cars. He seems to really like cars in every single episode. He's in his garage or he's sitting outside with a car. So if anything, I could see him doing that. Ryan Edwards used to work on power lines. When? I have no idea, <laughs> but that is what Google says. It's probably maybe before he, he got Macy pregnant. He definitely had a job because on 16 and pregnant, he would be working. That was before Bentley. Right, but he had a job. Okay, so Ryan Edwards <laughs> once upon a time had a job. But now moving forward, now he's 30. He's going to be a father of two. He needs to really stand on his own two feet. He can't have Jen and Larry, you know, really catering to his every needs. He needs to become a man. So starting on your August court date, turn over a new leaf. And Ryan, if you don't, we will be watching you. Yes. So make that an incentive to go to your court date. Yes, exactly. Otherwise, we will talk about you. Hey, everyone. Would you like to be featured on our show, Teen Mom Time? Download Voice Bite in the App Store or on Google Play to comment on all things Teen Mom. Using the hashtag Team Mom Time, let us know your thoughts on Brianna and Kale's epic reunion fight. Record your comments on the app and you could be featured on next week's episode. On this week's Teen Mom Tell All, we have special guest Phoebe Price. If you don't know who she is, she was Farrah Abraham's ex-best friend. They are no longer friends and now Phoebe is spilling the tea exclusively to Teen Mom Time. We actually spoke to Phoebe last week, so let's listen in on that interview. Hello. Hey, Phoebe. Hey, how are you? We're good. It's Lauren and Teresa from Team Mom Time. Hi. Hey, we're so excited to have you. 
Well, it's really early in L.A. right now. <laughs> well, good morning. <laughs> thank yeah, you for waking morning. up. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to talk with us. Yeah, for sure. So we have to start off with how did you become friends with Farrah Abraham? Well, I met Farrah through my friend, Frenchie Morgan. And... I met her at an event in L.A., and then from there, we just started, you know, hanging out and being friends, and she was taping her show at that time. She was still on Teen Mom, and um, she asked me to shoot a show with her, and that was around the time that they were letting her go, and she said that, you know, she had no one to shoot with her and she had no friends. And she asked me if I would come to set and maybe shoot with her that day. So that was the time that they were shooting the Teen Mom special, the end of the year special, where all the girls were there. And so I took a car after Sarah uh, with like some of the producers and some other people. So when I got to set, I was like two floors below Farah, and I could hear her like screaming to the top of her lungs. Oh, and wow. this was the first time I've ever seen like Farah scream or act out or anything like this because she was always so nice and so sweet and acting like she was so giving and caring. And so that night is one of the night that they decided to stop using Farah. So I stayed on set probably about two or three hours with her, and then I left. And then after that, you know, uh, we had lunches and dinners. We would go to red carpet events. She went to my mom's birthday party. We went to Easter together, me, her, and Sophia, and mom. Uh, I took her to church with me, just friends, because she had nobody else here in L.A. So you took her under your wing. um, Yeah, basically. Because, I mean, she didn't really, you know, know a lot of paparazzi, and she didn't know the scene. And I meant, that is my scene. So, you know, all the paparazzi chase me. They've known me for 10 years. So I kind of like introduced her to L.A. and helped her get in some events. And you know, she really hadn't done anything to me, although she was fighting with all my friends around me. And so we decided to go to Coachella. And so um, we all stayed in one room and it was a king size bed that me and my mom slept in and my dog and Sophia and Farah slept in a pull-away bed. And we had, and she brought her two dogs with her. So this is a very small room and we have three adults, one child and three dogs staying in one room. Full house. So I think when you, (laughs) yeah, yeah. If she's so rich, you know, why didn't she get another room? And this poor kid, I mean, Farrah was yelling her at every minute. Behind closed doors, Farrah yells at this child. She actually reminds me of, do you remember Mommy Dearest? Yes. Like Joan Collins? Yeah. Craw- Crawford, sorry. 
this is what Farah is. Farah is Joan Crawford. That when when Sophia grows up, she is going to write a tell-all, and everybody's really going to know the truth about what I'm saying and what everybody's been saying for years. But I've been around, and I can outsell Farah in any fashion magazine worldwide. So it's not like. Uh, I wasn't going to say anything about Farah until she came out saying the same thing about me as she said about everybody in the past. Right. About so how could jealous you, they are. So could you just explain to us how you guys had a falling out? Because you guys were good friends for a while. Yeah. We were. And so right before Coachella, I had just called her to warn her about the traffic. And she went nuts. And this is like the first time I had seen, like, I mean, I have seen things done to other people, but she has never yelled at me or or anything like this. So it all started with Coachella. And I had other friends at Coachella. So, you know, they experienced what I was going through. It was horrible being with her in a room for three days. This is right after she had her infection. She came to Coachella hours after filming, after having Sophia film that. And then she told me that she was going to have Sophia film her patient that following Monday. And I, I was like, let me ask you, because I'm a little bit older than you, and my vagina is wide and tight. So please tell me, is your vagina, like, tore up or something? Oh, my. Because why, why would you get vagina rejuvenation? But she wants it to look really nice for all these dating services that she's on. Because me and Farah went in. Because I would ask questions. I'm really curious. And I've always been one of those people, I'm like, straight up, I'll ask you, I don't care, you know. So I went into detail with her about dating websites. And she would tell me she was on, like, Sugar Babies and Raya. And she even told me that she was on Bumble. And she introduced me to one of the guys that she had met and she had fallen in love with within like three weeks. But then she found out he lied about how much his income was. And he was like this uh, stunt guy and he lived in LA and Atlanta. But um, now a a lot of people say that Sophia is better off with one of her grandparents. Do you think that's true? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yes, because Sophia, I mean, I really, I'm um, honestly only doing this because I feel sorry for Sophia. This child does not have a life. I mean, I experienced it when I was living with her for three days. I experienced how she treated this child. In front of the camera, she tries to act like she is the best mom, but behind closed doors, it is, it's not right. And Sophia has no friends. All her friends are in Texas. Uh, Farah doesn't let her get friends in L.A. 
I've never seen Sophia with a book. The only schooling that I know Sophia was actually in without, Farrah told me that Sophia is in a school like in Calabasas, that you can just do the work from home. But the only school that I've ever seen Sophia like was an acting class that Farrah put her in because Farrah wanted to do acting classes. I mean, Sophia would tell me and my mom how lonely she was, how she hated it there. She wanted to be back in Texas. She's left at home alone all the time. And she hardly ever has a babysitter. And when she does, the girl is like 14 years old. Yeah, it's definitely, it's scary since she's so young. It's very sad. Now you It's very sad to see a child like that have no life. Yeah. Now, at the beginning of June, when Farrah was arrested at the Beverly Hills Hotel, there was a video that kind of resurfaced, and it said that you, you know, you accused Farrah of using drugs. And having a drinking problem. Yes, and said that she was out of control when she drinks, you know. Yeah. Can you tell us a little background to those accusations? Well, uh, what these procedures lead up to meds. The drinking is out of control. Uh, Even she said that she had a problem at Oscars. At Oscar night, she didn't drink because what happened the night before. She'll go in stages of not drinking for a week or two, but then it won't last. I mean, she's constantly drinking. She's constantly does other things. so, I mean, I'll just say a Demi Lovato path. And, you know, Farah could inspire people. She could really turn around and be a great mother and be an inspiration. But the path she's having on now, she blames everybody for everything. Just like she came out and said that she wasn't going to be charged when everybody in Beverly Hills knew she was. She said she had a meeting with Mark Cuban that day. She stalked him at the pool and then had photos with him. So, like, all of her her life is like a glass mirror. It's all a lot. Yeah. And it's about nobody has actually listened until now. That's all I'm saying. So before you had mentioned that Farah has been on sugar daddy sites, she was recently in yeah. Dubai with her daughter. You made some claims that she could be a type of high class hooker. Could you tell us a little bit about where you got that information from? So she actually is, but I didn't realize at the time until after when I asked her questions, because somebody contacted me on my Snapchat. And they were a very wealthy man, and they wanted to, like, go out on a date with Farah. And I asked Farah, I said, can I give them your number? And she agreed. So when I met her for dinner a couple of nights later, she's like, oh, that guy has no money, and he's just a fraud. You know, I talk to people like, there's this one guy in Miami, and he has cerebral palsy, and it's easier to talk to men like that and get more money out of them. 
And then she thought that the guy from Dubai was actually going to send her on his plane to Cannes. And when he found out that he was going to try to be in front of the camera, he decided to cancel on the Cannes trip, which let me just say, the only way that she was on the red carpet at the Cannes Film Festival was because she used my designer. I am actually on the carpet every night, every year for the last 10 years on the red carpet every night at Cannes. And she thought she could just, she told me she was going to meet with producers and directors and she didn't need my designer. But when she couldn't get on the carpet and to do a setup shot, shot that she flashed her vagina and another pat caught it. Yeah, I remember this. I remember that video. My designer yeah. only let her on the carpet once. She couldn't get back on the carpet because he thought she was so filthy after doing that. Right. So he only let her on the carpet once at the Cannes Film Festival. And for two weeks, I'm on the carpet every night next to Angelina Jolie. I come back with at least 40 to 50 magazines out of a two-week trip to Cannes. And I'm all over the news and everything. And Sarah couldn't even get on a red carpet by herself. So back to the sugar daddy. She thought that the guy was going to go with her to Cannes. And then he was going to bring her on his private jet because she asked me if I wanted to go. But my mom has brain cancer and stomach cancer, and she's been fighting for her life for the last three years. And I take care of my mom, and I will not leave the country right now because if something happened, I feel like it would be on my shoulders. So she asked me to go to Dubai. She asked me to go to Cannes. She told me there was going to be a private jet, but he only let her come to Dubai because he didn't want to be in the spotlight with her. So Phoebe, you have mentioned throughout the interview a little bit about yourself. Lauren and I obviously have known who you are for years. Yes. Could you tell us, you know, maybe some of our listeners who aren't aware, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, um, I used to live in South Africa, Greece, and Milan. Wow, I used so to do cool. like L'Oreal and henna uh, ads. I was engaged to a Italian rapper who is now a judge on The Voice of Italy. And 9-11, you know, I had bought three major companies. I was the youngest owner ever of John Casablanca Modeling and Career Center, which was affiliated with Elite. So I traveled as a model with Elite. And I owned modeling agencies. I had the largest modeling agency in Alabama. And Courtney Cox had gone through my modeling agencies, but not at the time that I owned them. They had been in business 27 years before I bought them. And I worked as a commercial um, model. And then after 9-11, I came to L.A. And I did X-Files. I did Arliss. I did some pilots, 
And then I started training with the top coaches in the world where I've spent almost like about a half a million on private lessons. So I just want people to know, like, I've turned down being on the housewives. I've turned down probably 60 reality shows. That's why you don't see me on a lot of reality shows until lately, because the market has only changed in the last seven years when the Kardashians made reality more popular. I have made tons of cameo appearances on tons of shows. A lot are on IMDb, some aren't. But I've uh, I have a comedy sitcom out I did last year that did like six episodes. I just did another comedy that's coming out. I was on three episodes of Botched as a guest. And, you know, everything on Botched is like comedy. So I wasn't doing it for the surgeries. I was doing it for the celebrity appearance. Um I've been on uh, Get Smart. I've been in the movie Paul as Princess Leia. So I've done things, and I've chose my path. And I never did nude photos. I never went that path. I never did any topless. uh, Everything, if I am topless, I'm covered. I've really... You know, I wanted the Julia Roberts career. Maybe it didn't turn out that way. But, you know, I work. I'm happy. I take care of my mom. I'm in magazines worldwide. I'm in probably now about 10 magazines a month worldwide, from Cosmo to Vogue to uh, Tabloid. So, I'm at... I've had a decent career. I've chosen my path. I've turned down a lot of projects. And now I'm coming back and I've signed to do a reality show and I'm doing a lot of things right now. That's awesome to hear. Well, we're really happy how things are turning out for you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for your You know, time. I, I really appreciate y'all interviewing me. And, of you know, course. Thank you so much for waking up early to talk with us. Go back to sleep now. Yes, yes. You can go back oh, to sleep. Oh, me. I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time today, and we will definitely talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much. Bye, Phoebe. Have bye. a great day. All right. Bye. Teresa, that was such a crazy interview. She had so much tea to spill. It doesn't seem like Phoebe and Farrah will be friends again. Farrah will definitely not forgive her. If she can't (laughs) forgive her mother, she is not forgiving Phoebe Price after that interview. Yeah, that was crazy. She spilled so much good stuff. Great interview. Yeah, and just to clarify, these are all allegations. We are not confirming any of this. We actually did ask Farah about the allegations, and Farah denied everything and said they are not true. Yeah, two sides to every story. On this week's Teen Mom Tease, who is Farah Abraham fighting in the boxing ring? As we know, she'll be in Atlantic City November 10th in a celebrity boxing match to fight bullying. So Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton have both been offered to fight against her. We know that Kay and Lowry and Lindsay Nicholson and Drita Diavanzo have all offered to fight Farah. She actually denied all of their requests oh, because man. she believes they're bullies and this is an anti-bullying fight. So does she want to fight Lindsay and Paris? I want to see her fight Lindsay. 
I do too. I want to see her fight Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, I, I think th- Lindsay could throw a really great punch. And it's such a good idea because Lindsay is now part of the MTV family. Yes, she's, MTV. She's doing her own reality show with them now. So it'll be fun. It'll be a little battle of the MTV reality stars. Yes, stay tuned to see if we will be there giving you every single detail. We're trying so hard to go to Atlantic City, get yes. some comp rooms and yes. <laughs> get there. Send in the requests if you want to hear us in Atlantic City. So check out RadarOnline.com and OKMagazine.com to get Farrah's reaction to possibly fighting Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton. Well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you check back with us next week for even more Teen Mom drama. Bye.